Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast, Ohio State Buckeye Football Edition. Today, we're going to be reviewing the very first game the Buckeyes had this year against the Minnesota Golden Gophers and previewing our next game this week coming up and talking about some other things that we saw in college football. So we got our man, the captain, Byron Mitchell. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. It's always a good feeling after a Buckeye win. Hey, spoilers. If you didn't know, the Buckeyes did win on Thursday, uh, 45 to 31. And it it honestly was not smooth sailing. That score I tweeted out after the game, the score doesn't show really how close this game actually was. I know it came out two touchdown winners, but Byron, that, that, that was a close one. For us Buckeye fans out there, it was very close. Um, after the first half, I think Minnesota was up 14 10. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State has always been like a second half team for like the last 10 plus years. So we just got into gear in, in the second half. And that was good to see that uh, CJ Shroud you know, was able to calm down, get those opening jitters away, and just lead the Buckeyes to victory. Yeah. So let's. Let's talk about it quarter-by-quarter uh, quarter scoring drives, uh, things like that, things we liked, things we didn't like, and then let's just go from there. So, Byron, like you said, first half, we were down. We were down 14-10. to 10. Uh, In the first quarter, Ohio State, we scored in five plays, 92 yards and under, a minute 42, with a Mayon Williams 71-yard run. And that Mayon Williams run, I was just like, hmm, this is, this is, uh, this is the running back group we got over here. And – Master Teague, unfortunately, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be the starter going forward. Man, we got some dogs in that running back. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the starter. He only had um, six carries for twenty nine yards. My, it was basically the Mayan Williams show. He had nine carries for one hundred and twenty five yards. Like you said, a long one for seventy one yards for a touchdown. Um, so I don't. He'll probably be second string, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Mayon Williams had the nine carries for 125. We also had later on Travion Henderson. He had that 70-yard pass from CJ in the fourth quarter. But then we had the field goal by Noah Ruggles. But then Minnesota is on their own side of the field, and they go for it on fourth down. Byron, were you shocked by that? Because if they don't get that, we're going to score, and then the game's really over. I was highly shocked by that. Um, man, that Minnesota running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, he's mm-hmm. a, a great running back. Just capped it off for 56 yards. And I think they were later to score a touchdown on that drive. But that fourth and one basically changed the game for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And for and for us, too. I mean, we answered back with the Garrett Wilson 56-yard touchdown. But then they answered. But then they also... Um, and so actually, the Garrett Wilson thing was in the third quarter. My apologies. But after they got the touchdown, when they went for it on fourth down, they get it right back with Muhammad Ibrahim. He gets another, he gets a touchdown because CJ Stroud throws that pick. And when we went into halftime, 14 uh, 10 of them, what, what were your thoughts? Um, I was super nervous um, because I don't know what, you know, halftime adjustments we would make. You know, what is Ryan Day saying to the players? are they calming, you know, CJ Shroud down? Um, and we haven't been down. I can't remember the last time we were down at a half oh, against Alabama. Um, 
but I was I was highly nervous. Yeah, that first half, man, I know we were all talking. CJ Stroud was missing a lot of throws early. Yeah, a lot of him, like those deep throws were just overthrown. A um, couple, the interception was behind Olave's back. He, Olave tried to get it one-handed, which would have been an amazing catch if he actually did, but it bounced off his fingertips into the Minnesota, I think it was the linebacker's hands. Um, but just a lot of missed passes. Yeah, and I know PJ said he was going to make the Ohio State's coaches coach. And what for people who are like, what do they mean? Like, there are coaches. What he means by that is that typically when a team like Ohio State is playing a team not as talented as them, they're usually up 28-35-0 in the first half so that they really don't have to do anything in the second half. They're not sweating. They're not, like, actually formulating game plans going forward. That's down 14-10. First game, national television, Gus Johnson, Joe Klatt. We're like, all right, he's making us coach because if we don't come out correct in the second half, we're going to be the talk all Friday about how we just lost uh, Minnesota. So we come out in the third quarter. We go, boom, seven plays, 81 yards. Chris Olave, he got the 38-yard uh, pass. But then they answered right back on a five-play, 75-yard drive by um, Minnesota. Muhammad Ibrahim had another touchdown. And then we answered literally right back with a one-play, 56-yard bomb from CJ to Garrett Wilson. So we went back and forth. And Byron, I feel like in the third quarter, what changed the game for us was the two plays. We had the Haskell Garrett, the fumble return. I felt like that really changed the game for us when we got that. And honestly, which I don't like the second reason because I hate winning like that. When Muhammad Ibrahim went down, I don't know. Like, I don't know what would have happened if he stayed, man. I really don't. Yeah, he was running all over us. Um, he ended up having, I think, 163 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 136, 163 yards off of 30 carries. Two um, touchdowns, no fumbles. Two touchdowns, yep, no fumbles. That long one for 56. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was running all over us. So if he had stayed in the game, it, it probably might have been a different outcome. Um, but like you said, we don't like to see players get injured. So I hope he has a speedy recovery. Um but yeah, that play and then the Haskell Garrett mm-hmm. uh, strip sack by uh, Malik Harrison and then just bouncing up into Haskell Garrett's hands was, I think that got us back, like gave us that spark that we needed. Yeah, because when Ibrahim went down, I was just like, oh, that's it. Because Minnesota just lost all that momentum. Their best player just went down. Like I was like, ah, and when he came out in the walking boot, I'm like, oh, he's really mm-hmm. gone. Because I was just like, that's it. And because he was. Like, when we scored, you could give it to him. He could control the tempo. I mean, Minnesota played as well as you could. And if Ibrahim did not get hurt, we could have been looking at a one-score win or potentially a loss, like if they would have gotten another turnover. Because, But, man, we just came out, and we were just scoring in bunch in bombs. Like, they yep. were just quick ones. Like, Ryan Day, man, he, like you said, what was he saying at halftime? He was... He formulated the game plan, got C.J. Stroud more comfortable, and then he was getting wide open. The two best wide receivers in the country, wide open. Like, he was scheming them to be wide freaking open. So that helped it out. Then the fourth quarter, Minnesota's still fighting. They get a field goal, and it's when they get that field goal to start the fourth, it's 31-24. Like, this is still a one-score game. One-score game, but then – 
Travion Henderson had a 70-yard touchdown pass from CJ and then Bryce Williams. So when he scored, it was 38-24. And then Bryce Williams, he had a two-yard. Again, man, they are still fighting. Like, it's 38-31. Minnesota just needs to stop. But Ohio State said no. Two plays, 75 yards under a minute. Chris Olave, 67. Chris Olave, CO2. CO2, 61-yard touchdown pass. And then we win the game 45-31. Minnesota doesn't have much left. I mean, Minnesota played as hard as they could. I think they're going to be a good good team going forward. And depending on when Ibrahim comes back, and depending on how it goes by, we might see them again. Well, you might see them in that Big Ten championship, which not could. I mean, if Ibrahim's fully healthy, that I mean, we're going to be different, but they're going to be different. It's going to be very interesting potentially if we just saw the Big Ten championship preview. Yeah, I mean, if it, if if they make it, um, I think it'll be a great a great rematch to see. You know how. PJ Fleck changes his offense or what he does differently, you know, see what we do differently, especially with the CJ Stroud that has played the whole season, you know, see what he does. Cause he ended up with like, like 294 pass yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. 294. He was 13 for 22, 294, four touchdowns, one pick. And you read those stats, you're like, Oh man, that's really great. But like us watching the whole game and doing the podcast, you're like, most of that came in the second half. Yep. Like most of it came in the second half. And if you just look at, um, and then we already talked about Williams, Olave had four catches, 117, two touchdowns. We already talked about Ibrahim. Their quarterback, Morgan, man, he did not play bad. 14 for 25, 205, one touchdown, no mistakes, really. Like, yeah. Minnesota did everything they could to like win this game. It just came down to we just were just more talented than them at this point. Yeah. That offense looked. You know, outside, when CJ Stroud got together, our offense looked great. Our running mm-hmm. back game looked great from the start. Um, like I said, I think it was that defensive, you know, touchdown that, like I said, gave us a spark because Minnesota probably could have, would have scored on that drive. But we, you know, what I know that's wild. If we didn't get that, where we, they probably would have scored because let's go, speaking of, let's go into things, things you liked, Byron. And then we'll, I know that if we're talking about Minnesota would have scored if they would have got that. We didn't get that pick. It's going to be something you didn't like. But things you liked about the Buckeyes. Um, love our wide receivers, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Like I said, top two top receivers. He Chris Olave literally had four catches and two of them for touchdowns. That is highly <laughs> impressive. <laughs> highly impressive. So I'm glad I'm loving our wide receivers. Um, like that Maya Williams looked great, 125 yards. I'm excited to see what our running game does this season. Um, so there's a couple of things I liked. Anything else you liked? Um, once CJ Stroud got it together, he looked what he looked comfortable and looked great. Anxious to see what he does. What are what are things you didn't like about game one? Defense is our defense is suspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have flashes of greatness, like that strip sack um, to the fumble. Um, we had a couple interceptions. One of them got. Return because of defensive pass interference. Um, so our defense is suspect. Um, I know we have three linebackers, three new young linebackers. Um, so that, you know, that doesn't help. I know seven banks were hurt. And I think another starter or cornerback was hurt. Um, 
so I don't think we saw our full potential on defense. Um, I, there's a lot of areas on defense that we need to work on. There's a lot of defensive pass interference um, on our side. Um, so we need to work on that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you because this line, Zach Harrison and those guys, they were supposed to be the strength of this defense. And just looking at rushing, Minnesota had 203 yards on the ground, on the ground. And 163 of that came from Ibrahim. So if Ibrahim plays the whole game, he's probably a 200-yard rusher. He is. I think the last time we played him, he had almost 200 yards or something like that. On the, on the ground. So yeah. I, I've, I think the middle linebackers, I know we talked about in the preview, we, we, we really need to see someone step up and be that lead mm-hmm. middle linebacker. And even Morgan, I felt like there was a point where they were hitting every slant. Like, I'm like, where are yeah. our corners at? Like, I know we talked and we were ranked the 125th, like passing defense last year. It's just, again, we're, we have more talent than everyone else in the Big Ten. But when talent is equal, you, besides the Clemson, you saw what happened to us in Alabama. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I feel like we haven't had a, again, we haven't had a lockdown quarter since Okuda. Yeah. Like, because a lot, um, Sean Wade was supposed to be that lockdown corner last year. That was not the case. So, like, I feel like our corners, I don't know what's going on over there, man, because we had such a thing from like Lattimore and all of them to now recently. Our corners have not, our secondary has not been solid. And they have not. And it's surprising to see because we've been spoiled with some really good cornerbacks over the last couple of years outside of Sean Way, who should have stuck as a safety. But that's a whole different other conversation. But yeah, our secondary needs to get it together because man, we have some games ahead of us. Like, just think of this from Minnesota. Minnesota had 408 total yards. They had 24 first downs to our 17. Time of possession, they had the ball 38 38 minutes, 41 seconds. OSU, 21 minutes, 19 seconds. And they lost the game. Like, they did everything they were supposed to do. They controlled the ball. They had more first downs. They just didn't have, like, the Ibrahim and not have, they just didn't have enough talent, man, because anytime we touch it, 45 seconds, boom, score. Um, That's our offense. That's our bread and butter. Big plays here and there. I mean, we did what we had to do. Like Minnesota is a great team. No knock against them. They had us on the ropes for pretty much the entire game. But just, I don't know, maybe our wide receivers. I mean, well, the guy had almost 200 yards passing. Yeah, he um, did. Um, the, Tanner Morgan had 205. I mean, yep. yeah, we just had 500 yards, almost 500 yards total offense. And also with... Shout out to Garrett Wilson, too, because he said Olave had the four catches for two TDs. Garrett Wilson had the five catches for, for 80 yards for one TD. But also, Byron, my other thing is that since it was his first game, he was getting comfortable. I feel like we weren't completing any passes if they weren't going to those two. Like, we had that big, super omega wide receiver uh, group in at Ohio State, and none of those other young pups got used. Um, I believe Jackson... So we had the one pass to um, Travion Henderson. That's true. I think 
and Jigba caught a pass, and I he, think our he tight caught end two for twelve. Rucker gets to get more passes, bro. Yeah, he only had one. That that ain't good enough. Like that dude's an all star tight end. Like you're right, Travion Henderson. He did have the one for seventy, but if it really wasn't going to Wilson or Olave, just some yeah. And it's probably just him, like, getting comfortable. So you want to throw it to your two best, you know, members on the field. So hopefully as, you know, he progresses throughout the season, you know, as he gets more comfortable with our offense, we'll see other wide receivers um, step up. Yeah, man. And, I mean, it's, it's the typical Ohio State fan thing. We won by 14. But watching the whole game and really analyzing, you're just like, ugh, we have a lot to improve on which is scary for the rest of the Big Ten because if we beat a team like Minnesota who's really who's good by 14 and we have a lot of stuff where, that needs to be improved on, that's scary for the rest of the league. Yeah. I mean, others, we'll see what others could do, man. So we, we get that win Thursday night. I mean, it's funny, too, how some people were talking about Talk about we struggle, this and that, and especially at halftime, Ohio State fans are so fidgety. They're like, yeah, take Stroud out. <laughs> I was just like, he's 19. He's never thrown a college pass. Like, hold on. <laughs> like, this is his first game starting. Like, last season, he, you know, came in as relief for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hasn't had, like, the starter game experience. So I think this was, a one, a great test uh, for him. Um, and, you know, like you said, he's 19. He's He'll get it. Right, right. So that's it with the OSU Minnesota. Again, we went 45-31 uh, scoring. First quarter, we're up 7-0. By halftime, we're down 14-10. We scored 21 in the third and 14 in the fourth. That is the difference in the game right there, that third quarter where we scored 21 and Minnesota scored seven. That is literally where the difference was made coming in. Ryan Day, adjustments out of halftime. We got 14 more points than them, and we won by 14. Uh, Byron, before we preview OSU's next game, what other uh, game caught your eye over the weekend in this first weekend of college football, which is still going on since it's Labor Day weekend? Yep, we got a game tonight. I think it was Notre Dame and Florida State. Mm -hmm. And I forgot who plays tomorrow. Um, But there were some great college games yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, After... So the first game I watched was Penn State and Wisconsin. That was a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. They were in a war yesterday, and Penn State came out on top. Ooh, that was a good. That was a. I felt like that was the game of the week. Yeah, that highly. If you guys didn't watch it, watch a replay because that is old school Big Ten football. Just a real defensive battle, low scoring. I forgot what the final score was, but that was a a good game. Um, and the other game that was great to it was watch 16, was 16 10. 16 10. Yep, 16 10. Um, Penn State missed a couple of scoring opportunities, so it could have been higher, but great game to watch. Um, the Clemson Georgia game was good as well. Did not expect Georgia to come out and beat a Clemson like that because usually they're not good against top five opponents, but they came and did what they had to do. They'll probably, like you said, they'll probably be ranked number two in our group chat. Um, so that was a good game. Um, and the upset that I was not expecting, I was not expecting Indiana to lose the way they did yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. They got embarrassed by Iowa. No, you're 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 right, man. They I wasn't expecting that either, and it was just like, oof, that. But Iowa's been getting talk about all year that they're going to be a really good team. They and came out and proved that yesterday. They and and Indiana did have a lot of mishaps, so. I'm trying to see if already if the new AP uh, top thing is coming. Because, yeah, I believe Georgia will be number one. I mean, Georgia will be number two. And after their win, uh, because and you're saying, why would they go to number two when they were at uh, five? Well, they're not going to put us high. We might go to three. Because or we might still be at four because Oklahoma, man. I thought we were already about to have the upset of the year for a split second. I mean, it Tulane, was looking like it. Tulane was doing well, then Oklahoma started blowing them out, and then it was a one possession game in the fourth quarter, and it was fourth and fourteen. Then Tulane just couldn't get it, and Spencer Rattler, who was already the prohibited Heisman uh, favorite to start the season, came out with two picks. That game, so it's uh, I and Oklahoma is picked by a lot. They're a trendy pick to win the national title this year, so I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't a good start for them. They got the As, W, though. Yep, only winning by five. I think the final score is 40 35. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm, I said pick the win the championship and you struggle against Tulane. It's, it's not a good look. No, and now with Clemson, who took their first loss. Of the season and North Carolina, who's on the other side of the ACC, lost to Virginia Tech. So you basically have the two and Miami lost to Alabama. So you basically have all the top ACC teams all taking L's. And it's, I know it's super early in the season, but right now, if the playoffs started, there'd be no ACC teams in. There would not be. So they're going to need chaos or someone else to get better because right now the ACC is out. They're out, for now, they're out, but you like that for now. Chaos can ensue, and you know, still got a whole season of football left. Byron, man, speaking of a whole season of football, we, we got a big one this Saturday coming up on actually the 20 year anniversary of 9 11. Actually, um, we got Oregon coming to Columbus. This yes, is this is huge. Uh, Oregon. Also, was a team where they were blowing out Fresno State, and Fresno State made it a one possession game, and Oregon came out on top, thirty-one to twenty-four. And Byron, you were the first to share with us that Oregon's best player, the the favorite to be the number one draft pick in this year's NFL draft, got injured and was in a walking boot at the end of the game. Byron, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, I forget his name, but Mel Kiper was saying that. He is probably going to be the number one draft pick, uh, which is wild because I can't remember the last time a defensive back went number one. Um, well, you could have made a Chase Chase Young could have went number one. Oh, Chase one. Young. That's he true. Could've. Chase Young could have. And it's Kavion Thibodeau. Well, yeah, Thibodeau. Yeah, Kavion Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Um, so that's a huge loss for um, Oregon going against a – game Ohio State um so we'll see how that impacts their defense you know see who steps up um in his place and and their losses you know rattle us 
But yeah, man, at least they won. They won. So they'll probably maybe go up a spot. I don't know if they'll even go up a spot. Maybe they'll stay at 11. I feel like for ratings purposes, the AP is going to make them a top 10 team. And probably for ratings. They're going to be coming into Columbus, man. And this is going to be. Well, they'll probably, they'll probably move to 11 because UNC was 10. Oh, we moved to 10 because UNC yeah, was at yeah. 10 and they lost. That's true. And this, this is going to be the biggest game we play for a long time until we get to late October and November. So, Byron, man, how are you feeling about this game? Like, what are you expecting from both teams? This is a noon kickoff. It's big noon kickoff again at Fox. So we've had two out of the first three with Thursday night and then this Saturday coming up. This is huge, man, because the world's going to be watching. Yes. Um, first off, just looking at their stats um, from yesterday, Oregon had 186 rushing yards as a team. So that, you know, makes me nervous because um, we just gave up over 200 rushing yards against Minnesota. Um, so that's right off the bat. That's what makes me nervous. Their uh, quarterback is a mobile quarterback because he had 16 rushes for 56 yards and a touchdown. Um, and he had. Uh, 172 passing yards yesterday in touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so their their run game makes me nervous. Just right off the bat, looking at their stat. Yeah, I would. My yeah, obviously, because my concern obviously be what's what's the passing attack looking like because of our secondary. Because you already know our secondary and our linebackers are probably hearing all the chatter this week about everyone talking about like, hey, y'all need to improve and. So I feel like they they they're gonna come out and really trying to show they've improved in a week because this is gonna Oregon's Oregon's not gonna be a pushover, man. A lot of people, some people have them coming out to Pac-12, potentially making the playoffs. So, but for them to make the playoffs, they have to beat Ohio State. So that's true. The Ohio State is probably one of their biggest games this season. But you said, like you said, you beat Ohio State, you can pretty much beat anyone. Now, I will say this, though, if the unfortunate thing is if Ohio State does lose Byron, where, where do you think that would put our playoff chances? Um, we were probably I'm not going to say man, that's tough because we would probably need chaos as well because we'll probably drop to six or seven, maybe number eight if we lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll need a lot of chaos to happen um, up top for us to make it in there. Yeah, I feel like now that we've got the first start out of the way for CJ, he's going to be more comfortable because now we're not, he's not in the hostile environment of what Minnesota was because that place was rocking Thursday mm-hmm. night, fans, everything. That stuff matters in college football. It might not matter as much in the NFL because they're professionals, but that really matters in college football. So now he's going to get to play his first home game in Columbus, that Columbus crowd is going to be rocking. When yes, we are. Oregon might not be able to hear their play calls because this is going to be our first game with full fans in over in uh, over a year. So my biggest thing with Ohio State is don't keep the fans in the game. Like don't don't get blown out first off because then the fans will really be out of the game, or don't make mistakes that the fans just stop like cheering and all that stuff because. Once an away team starts to think of it as like a home game for them, then you're going to have a problem. 
yeah, it, it's dangerous if you can't keep the crowd in there. You know us Buckeye fans, we love to be loud, so that stadium will be rocking. Yeah, we're gonna see how we're gonna see how Oregon deals with our big plays because we we can score quick, quick, quick. And we're gonna see if Oregon was looking ahead at the end of that Fresno State game. Um, if Javion comes back, I I hope the offensive line can block him because that's gonna be very problematic. And Oregon's gonna be amped because I know there's some people picking them to win, but right now ESPN's matchup predictor, take it for what it's worth. They have OSU with like an 87.8 chance of winning this game. So this is Oregon season. I wouldn't say this as much as, I mean, we, uh, we need to win, but I think we'd be able to survive if we lost to Oregon and then Oregon like went on to win the Pac-12. Now, if we lost to Oregon and then they stunk the rest of the year, then we might have some problems. Yeah, so if we do lose, we need Oregon to run the table in the Pac-12. And I know and people, win the Pac-12 championship. And I know people are like, man, why are you guys thinking about that so early? I mean, you got to think of these things with a big matchup because just thinking from right now, if the ACC is out, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say ACC is out. And I mean, for what it's worth, I guess Oklahoma. So the Oklahoma takes their spot. So Big 12 would be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if right now we, we got uh, Penn State, they got a defense. So, but let's just say we win the Big Ten. So that's us, the SEC champ. Okay, and then if Notre Dame runs the table, or Cincinnati runs the table, maybe one of them gets in. Yadi da. The reason now, and this is if we go undefeated. Now though, if we lose this game to Oregon, and guys, before you go crazy, this has literally happened to us before. If we lose this game to Oregon. And let's say Georgia wins the SEC and mm-hmm. they beat Alabama, and that's Alabama's one loss. Who do y'all think they're putting in? A one-loss Alabama or a one-loss Ohio State? And if you say us, guys, it's literally happened to us before. And Alabama went on to win that championship. That was Tua's freshman year. So we, we want to take – that's why we got to take it out of their hands. We have to control our own destiny. Because you don't know what's going to happen – because if you already put, if you put two, if you <laughs> two SEC teams and then a Big Twelve team, and then if Pac, and then if the Pac twelve, if Oregon beats us, runs the table, we're out. Yep, that's simple. If Oklahoma goes undefeated, Oregon beats us, go undefeated. Georgia goes undefeated. Alabama loses one game. Alabama's getting in over a one loss Ohio State team. Point blank. Period. That's why you think of these. That's why you love college football, because every game freaking matters. Every game matters. Yeah, because, I, I mean, we were here. I remember that group message. We were just like, man, bro, we're not, we're not getting in. We're not, we're, we're, we're not getting in. We all knew it. <laughs> I know there were some fans hoping we would jump Alabama, but we weren't jumping Alabama. Oh, no, <laughs> we weren't getting in. And Alabama rewarded them by winning the freaking championship and beating Georgia. Yep. Man, Georgia should have won that game. Tua to Devontae Smith, overtime to win. What a time. What? Ah, Georgia. Byron, any final? What do you think the final score is going to be before we sign off, man? Ooh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to say we scored 45, they scored 31. Uh, I'm going to say 42 35. Ohio State. You got a one. 
One yeah, two. one possession. I think I'm going to go a little lower than you if he doesn't. JV, I'm going to go 42-28. Mm, okay. Just a little bit lower than you, Ohio State. I do feel like we're just going to score too quick, and then Oregon's going to have to play catch up, and that's going to lead them to some mistakes. Yeah. And so I just like anything else, Byron, before we sign off on our first Buckeye review of the year. I think we covered all the important games over Ohio State. Can't think of anything else. Oh, Michigan dominated yesterday. I didn't even. I didn't even remember they played. I really did it. That's the crazy thing. I was so glued to Penn State, Wisconsin, and Iowa, Indiana. I really forgot Michigan was in the Big Ten, let alone playing. So I got to keep an eye on Michigan, man. Like well, Jim Harbaugh said, we're going to beat our rivals or die trying. We're, we're going to see. We're, we're going to see. I think we have one of oh, them. Oh, also, Michigan State's running back went off. Oh. Yeah, like 200. 30 something yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Let's uh yeah, he <laughs> that is that is right. He did. Let's see if we can get him. I know you instantly said that ain't good for us. <laughs> no, because we play them right our second to last game. And if they're running rushing 230 yards on people, that's not good for our defense, <laughs> our current defense. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even it wasn't even against Scrub. It was against Northwestern. Big Ten, yeah. Big Ten West last year champs. Yep. Yeah, that's I mean, that was a game that flew under the radar for me because Michigan State is still super rebuilding on that. So it was just like, huh. But I am trying to get to the stats for that game for y'all. Because that was um that was impressive. Was it Kenneth Walker? Yeah, Kenneth Walker, 23 carries, 264 yards, four touchdowns on a Pat Fitzgerald defense. That is highly impressive. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a junior. So we'll see how Michigan State is. If Michigan State is if Michigan State is good, then it's gonna it'll have some cause for Concern because you, you know Michigan State has messed us up in the past before. Yes, they have. So we'll keep eyes on that. That was the first thing you're like, man, that ain't good for us. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Byron, closing things before we sign off, man. I am happy Buckeye football is back. I'm actually happy that NCAA football is back. Oh, I just love watching games all day yesterday. It was uh, such a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the only thing is, ditto all the things you said, but I can't wait for this uh, day on Saturday to see the horseshoe filled up. Yes. Yes. That's, that's going to be something very special, seeing that place. I mean, this is the games that we, that kids want to come to Ohio State. You got a big uh, game against a big opponent national implications you're at noon you're one of the first games you got big noon kickoff there it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be a good time and i also side note we did forget about another i mean there's some upsets but uh lsu going down to ucla so yep i actually watched like the last quarter of that yesterday it was uh, ucla looked good yeah, we'll, we'll see, see. What, if lsu can bounce back we'll see we'll see 
Well, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to the L7C podcast. Me and Byron both have the Buckeyes coming out on top this Saturday at Columbus, Ohio against the Oregon Ducks. And yes, we did not mention this team because we, we don't want to think about them till later on. We, we did see what Alabama did to Miami. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> I was got to keep an eye on Bama and Clemson. <laughs> Absolutely. But now we'll see what we have to do with Clemson. It might be some other people we keep an eye. It might be Georgia now because that, de- that defensive line was showing us things. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care and go Bucks. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.